Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 28th of June. An emergency meeting of Australia's National Security Committee will be held today as Sydney's COVID outbreak spreads across the country. The city saw its highest case numbers yesterday with 30 new infections as it enters day two of a two-week lockdown. Contact traces in Sydney are scrambling as the Bondi cluster continues to grow. There are now more than 110 cases linked to the outbreak break and more than 200 exposure sites. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian has warned Sydney siders to prepare for a spike in new infections in the coming days. We should brace ourselves because the contact tracers have done such a good job in identifying potential cases and their close contacts. Just from those numbers alone and how transmissible the virus is, we know that the numbers will go up the next few days. Meantime, the Northern Territory has gone hard in its response to four new local COVID cases, announcing a snap 48-hour lockdown. Residents in Darwin and surrounding areas were given just 90 minutes to prepare. It comes as Western Australia has also recorded one new case, a woman in Perth who had recently returned from Sydney. New border measures, along with restrictions, have been introduced. WA Premier Mark McGowan hasn't ruled out going further. But I think the lesson of all this is that we need to act quickly uh, and we need to uh, be very, very serious when we deal with COVID. Uh, Delay is a problem. And Queensland has also enforced tough new restrictions as health authorities try to get ahead of the highly contagious Delta COVID variant outbreak in New South Wales. There has been three new cases of COVID recorded across Queensland. Pubs, clubs and cafes have reverted back to the one person per two square metre rule and home gatherings are now capped at 10. Here is the Queensland Premier, Anastasia Palaszczuk. I know that um, some of our bars and cafes and restaurants were back to that bigger, fuller capacity, but because of what's happening in New South Wales, we just want to be a bit tighter. And in other news this Monday morning, the death toll from the Miami building collapse in the US has risen to nine, with more than 150 others still unaccounted for. Concerns had been raised some years ago about structural problems with the building, but investigations are yet to determine exactly what caused the apartment block to crumble last week. And history has unfolded in Queensland overnight with the Blues claiming victory in Origin 2 against the Maroons to take out the series. We'll have more details coming up shortly in sport. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we start in Queensland and police are pleading with the woman allegedly behind the wheel of a car that hit and killed one of their own to hand herself in. Senior Constable David Masters was hit on a highway north of Brisbane early Saturday morning. The 24-year-old alleged passenger of the car has been arrested and charged. Our reporter David Shiraz has the details from Brisbane. Good morning, Tash. Senior Constable David Masters was laying road spikes to stop a stolen car on the Bruce Highway north of Brisbane in the early hours of Saturday morning when he was run down. A photo of 33-year-old Skyann Wallace has now been released with police calling for her to hand herself in, alleging she was behind the wheel of that car. A massive search, meanwhile, has been launched everywhere north of Brisbane towards the Gold Coast as mourners start paying their respects by laying flowers in tribute of senior Constable Masters underneath a flag at Deception Bay Police Station where he worked. 
And to Victoria, and after 111 days, Premier Dan Andrews is returning to work today. He released a video on social media overnight revealing exactly what happened on the night of his accident and opening up on what he's described as a life-or-death battle. Our reporter Hannah Sly has the latest. From Melbourne. Yeah, Daniel Andrews has described the moment he knew he was in trouble, missing a step at a Sorrento beach house and injuring his back. He says he can remember ambulance crews getting there, but he was still very much in a state of shock. Now they gave me one of those green whistles, but because I had broken ribs, they knew I had broken ribs. They said, don't breathe on that too hard or it'll make you cough. But it wasn't until they got the line into my arm and into my hand and gave me a, some pretty significant pain relief that things kind of settled. Doctors say he came within one millimetre of paralysis while his wife Kath admits she thought he was going to die as he turned blue and couldn't breathe with cracked ribs. While on a political note, Andrews says he's also determined to run for Premier again next year. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. The big question, of course, is how the Sydney lockdown is going to affect the economy and the share market overall. Well, the stock market predictor known as the SPY tips that stocks will actually rise today following a positive lead from Wall Street. The oil lords is up a huge 66% since last year's market crash, showing individual stocks might be hurt by the lockdown, such as Webjet or Qantas, but Others such as Kogan, Temple and Webster and other online companies will do well and could push the market up. And with Sydney under lockdown pressure and the greater Sydney region, I guess, surprisingly to some, the banks may be coming to the rescue. Is this true? Surprising, though, it sounds FR reports that the major banks say they will consider deferring loan repayments and waiving fees for customers who can prove hardship because of Sydney's lockdown. CBD business owners and maybe their staff could be prime candidates for the help. Banks said they are open to tailoring assistance packages to suit affected customers rather than offering broad brush repayment deferrals. And Peter, for some businesses, lockdowns are absolutely devastating, but uh, on a positive note, sometimes it can be good news for economies, especially in the long term. Yes, this is a bit of a surprise to us. The latest Westpac economic forecast for the state say Victoria will grow by a big 6.3% next year and nearly double that of New South Wales. It's nearly biblical where the last shall be first, but it's the good news this state had to have. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Cheers. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett Sydney might be in lockdown, but at least there was some good news overnight for New South Wales residents with the Blues making history against the Maroons in State of Origin 2. Yes, good morning, Tasha. Dream for New South Wales, a nightmare for Queensland last night at Suncorp Stadium. This has been one of the truly great Origin performances. The New South Wales Blues have crushed the Queensland Maroons. 26 to nil. Yeah, crushed is a good way to describe it. It is the first time in 27 years Queensland has been held scoreless. The first time ever at Suncorp Stadium. It was absolutely dominant. James Tedesco, Latrell Mitchell on both sides of the ball, defence and attack. He scored an 85-metre stunner, an intercept try. Josh Adokar had a double as well, but it was in defence that Brad Fittler said that they stood tall. The sign of how 
how strong the whole group was was the way they defended on their line. You know, apart from the kick, I don't really think they look like breaking us really. Now there's a selection scandal involving Queensland. Ronaldo Mulatalo was deemed ineligible to play on Origin morning. He was coming in for Reese Walsh with a hamstring injury. Now uh, Queensland unable to prove that he was actually in Queensland before he turned 14. They will still fight for him to play in Game 3 and Paul Green says this won't be the last we hear of this scandal. Yeah, obviously it's very disruptive but as Daly said, I thought the group handled it pretty well considering. So not the difference in the result but certainly not helpful for Queensland last night. Tash. And Carlton got a pressure-relieving win, Brett, over a fast-finishing Crows side. Yes, they're up by 34 points. Uh, they just snuck over the line by 10 in the end against Adelaide. David Teague under enormous pressure at the moment, so that's a good result for him. Now, Mark Murphy suffered a minor calf injury. They're calling it minor at this stage. He's four games shy of his 300-game milestone. Teague is making no promises that he'll get there. We want to reward loyalty, um, and that's something Mark's done for a long time, but we also want to reward integrity selection and guys that are putting their hand up for a game, so it'll be a balance. Dogs thrash the Eagles and the Hawks denied the Giants a place in the top eight and the other results yesterday. And Melbourne City bread is the toast of the A-League after last night's grand final win over Sydney FC. Yes, it is the sweetest sound of all for Melbourne City fans this morning. Melbourne City are champions for the first time. Yeah, they beat Sydney FC 3-1 in the A-League grand final. Champions for the first time. They did the double. They won the Premier's plate. You get that if you finish top. So Melbourne City, one of the newer teams in the A-League, came in a few years ago as, uh, as Melbourne Hart. Uh, They haven't had a lot of success. They struggled to get fans, but that's a a great result for them last night over the Sky Blues. Such a great weekend of sport, Brett. Thank you. Thanks, Tash. And footage has gone viral after a roadside spectator at the Tour de France caused a horror crash during the first stage. A woman held up a large cardboard sign with a message saying hello to her grandparents when one of the cyclists crashed into the banner, causing a huge domino effect. It's believed there were no serious injuries, but race organisers say they will sue the woman who allegedly fled the scene, urging fans to respect the safety of the riders, adding don't risk everything for a photo or to get on television. Well said. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.